Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we're talking about Daisy Jones and the Six, along with some other TV show recommendations. Courtney is back to join me today. Hi, Courtney. How are you? Should I say groovy? Yes, you should. (laughs) It's absolutely perfect. That just leaps us into what we're talking about, right? (laughs) Of course. So Daisy Jones and the Six is a hugely popular TV series on Prime. It is about the rise and fall of a fictional 70s rock band, the biggest band of the 70s. And one night they break up after a show in 1977. During the series, we get to see how they rose up and why they broke up. And this series is based on the book by Taylor Jenkins Reid, which was loosely based on Fleetwood Mac and another group. So it got me to thinking of the question of the day. And that is, what is your favorite Fleetwood Mac song? Okay, so I'm not a super fan of Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> and, and interestingly, um, when I watched the series, I was not reminded of really any style stylings of Fleetwood Mac songs. So I'm not really sure what about it. Maybe just because it was a, a band that had some interband romance potentially and an inner band conflict could be. But I, I went back and just to prep for this podcast, uh, I would say Landslide, of course, is, you know, a, a classic. Um, but I also like I like Sarah. And and I think because when I was listening to that song, I was immediately jettisoned back to seventh grade when we used to have our boy girl girl parties and <laughs> we would do play like spin the bottle or something. Like I, I don't even know this is not a memory that I have had in a long time, but when I listened to that, I was like all of a sudden in a closet somewhere, <laughs> making <laughs> like maybe making out with a, a fellow classmate or something. I I don't know, but that's exactly where it took that's me. Funny. <laughs> so funny. I love it. <laughs> But that is why music is um, so important and how it makes us feel and how it transports us and why we love it. And we love so many old songs and why they just bring this sense of nostalgia because that's, oh, yeah. because we always remember when we heard the song where we were. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's such a memory trigger that, that mm-hmm. and smell, smell and sound is. Yeah. The sensory trigger. I love it. So I'm going to agree with you on Landslide because I just love that song. And I just love hearing Stevie Nicks sing that song. But I also have to say Chains. And I think Chains, because of all the music and just everybody singing on it, I there's just something about it that I feel like Chains really transports you to the, that time. Yeah. yeah it, it makes me, rem- reminds me of you know, that time and that era. So, um, because I was listening also, because anytime I have a question that I'm thinking about that we should answer, I go and investigate it myself. I think, oh, and I start listening to all their music and they have a lot of great songs, a lot of them. Yeah. But I was trying to figure out what really resonates with me. And it's usually something that makes me feel a sense of that time or just something that I could listen to over and over again. So those would be the ones that, that really stick out to me. Yeah. I, and go ahead. I was going to say, um, you know, it, it, well, in 1977, I don't know exactly when Chains came out, but I'll, I'll just assume sometime in the mid seventies. Um, I, I was, I was seven and eight, you know, during, during the the seventies, uh, I was born in 69. So I, I was literally like losing, growing up and then eventually losing my innocence into the eighties. And 
Um, so where that takes me is my my seven or eight year old perspective of what was going on in the world, right? Which is this post Vietnam world and the uh, the pre Iran uh, hostage crisis and the yellow ribbons around the trees and stuff. So it to me that song Chains reminds me of the war or post war coming back. Yeah, uh, how it yeah. felt how it felt in in the United States anyway um, during that time for for me. Uh, so anyway, I would, I would put that, it's, it makes me sad. It does. It does. A lot of the songs, it it has this haunting feeling and, but something about it draws me to it too. Well, yeah, because it it has, there's a coming together, you know, it's like, a. this is what happens when, when a nation goes through a shared experience. I think that it's that sort of shared sorrow and that coming together feeling, of what at least that song evokes for me and was also sort of the broader theme of Daisy Jones and the Six for me, which was that time of uh, we've been sad for so long, it's time to get happy and pursue our dreams. And then a returning back to what everyone wants, which is family. Ah. Man, so good. So well said. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love music. I, I, we're going to get into this in a second. So right now, I would love to know, friends out there, what you think. What is your favorite Fleetwood Mac song? I really would like to know which song it is and why. So you can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at Screens and Focus. All our social media links are on our website, screensandfocus.com. Would love to hear from you. All right. Links are in the show notes. Okay. So I saw that the series was coming out on Prime and the fact that it had Riley Keough, who is Elvis's granddaughter, which I had known. I'd known that for quite a while and I've seen Riley Keough in other movies that I've watched. So I knew she was in it. So that sparked my interest. And then the fact that it was loosely based on Fleetwood Mac, that another interest. I'm like, oh, and then that it had to do with music, it had to do with the 70s. It had all these elements that appealed to me. And I didn't realize how much these elements appealed to other people and even younger people, like a lot of younger people. I know a lot of people, to me, younger people, when I'm saying younger people, I mean 20s, 30s. Yeah, I, I know people in that age range who loved this series very, very much. And that makes me so happy because I thought it could get lost in that. I thought, well, maybe this is only going to appeal to people who have had a little bit of experience with the 70s or mm-hmm. or with Fleetwood Mac or, you know, any or in a band or any of that. But no, they loved it. So I was just so happy it resonated with so many people. So what made you tune in and what did you think of overall of the series? Uh, well, I tuned in just because it looked cool. And it seemed like a really interesting story. I mean, this has a very almost famous vibe to it. It does. And, um, and so I I wanted to, I wanted to watch it for that reason, but I, I, to go back to your point about having mass appeal, multi-generational mass appeal, it, it works because it is a, a human relationship story that just happens to take place in the seventies yeah, and uh, it, it, in the setting of a rock band. So to me, that's a magical combination, which, you know, er- everyone, I, I would, I'll go out on a limb and say everyone has maybe a rock star fantasy <gasps> in, yes. inside of them. At, I, at some I point. wonder, 
do people? I did. I, I was going to say that earlier, and I didn't know this. I was going to share with you that, you know, when I was a young teenager, me, Michelle, and her sister Pam were in a band. So <laughs> <laughs> That is amazing. Yes, that is it was amazing. really fun. Anyway, so go yes. ahead. <laughs> I was never in a band, but certainly always had, you know, rock star uh, inspira- aspirations. Um and love to sing myself, you know, love, uh, I'll sing karaoke and like, this is a total side <laughs> note, but I did accidentally sing in front of Paula Abdul one time. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> but, so but fun. even, even like American Idol, it came out when I was past the 29 age limit. So I could never try out, not that I would have, but you know, anyway, fun. another time, another show, I but, love it. but the, um, the combination of, uh, uh, episodic, series that has singing, you know, as a large part of it, I think is just super fun. And the the songs, the soundtrack of of this series is really good. It's really good. And and yeah. I didn't I didn't even know that Riley Keough was Elvis's granddaughter until three quarters of the way through. I'm wow. like, I was I was today old when I learned this, right? Yeah. Like oh and then it made sense. I was like, oh of course, my God, she looks just like Lisa Marie. And I was like, that's who she was at the Golden Globes with, like right before. And then, you know, like the whole putting, piecing it together, which I thought was pretty, pretty cool. And of course she can sing, but wow, can she sing? Yeah. Like really sing. (laughs) She, she does, couldn't sing. Well, she says she couldn't sing before this. And I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but here we go. She couldn't sing. She said she could sing. She couldn't. She had to go to a voice coach and they did the whole band camp thing and all of that. She said she couldn't belt. She was really worried, but she went to a voice coach and they helped her belt. But I've been listening to them on Spotify and she can sing. Yeah, she can. I'm calling I'm calling BS on that. <laughs> Him too. He blew yeah. his uh, audition. He saw, sang an Elton John, your song, which was one of my favorite songs as a kid. Um, he sang that song and he sucked. <laughs> and <laughs> he was afraid he wasn't going to get the role, but the author, Taylor Jenkins Reid, saw him do the part of um, not wanting to hold his child. And she said he she was totally moved. And she says, I don't care if he can sing or not. Yeah. He he's can act. And so he's going to be in this. But my God, he sings amazing. Yeah, he's he got a great own. tone in yeah. his voice. No way. It's hard to sing rock songs. It's harder than just singing into a mic. So yeah. it's like that whole thing we said with Keanu Reeves in our movies podcast, you know, less words. It's hard to act, right? You have less words to hide behind. Well, same thing with singing. There's certain genres that are harder to sing than others. Yeah. So. And holding harmony is really hard too. So yeah, the, the fact They're that they, good. they had beautiful harmonies together. Yes. So, uh, and, and I loved, I loved the, um, the, the storytelling mechanism that this was through the interviews of them sort of flashing back and uh, never having revealed what went wrong until yes. now. So, so it sort of teased it along about making you want to watch till the end to, so that you could actually find out what went wrong. Yeah. And, and to be sort of on that relationship roller coaster with everybody was really, it was compelling, great storytelling. And I have a lot of thoughts about like the the thread through lines of of the themes of these movies or the, the I, series. Yes, and I can't wait to hear about it because we're going to dig into the characters right now. So Daisy yeah. Jones is a singer songwriter. She has a you know she's from a wealthy, inattentive family and a mean mom. Yeah, <laughs> damn that mom. Um, and then the six is composed of Billy and Graham Dunn, the brothers, and 
of course, his relationship with his their father is not good. And mm-hmm. also Warren, the drummer, Pete, the bassist, and Eddie, the guitarist, bassist, and then Karen, the keyboardist. And then, of course, we are introduced to Camilla, who is Billy's girlfriend and then wife. And then there's Teddy Price, who's the um, record producer. And then Rod Reyes, who's the tur- tour manager. So tell me what characters or what relationships stuck out to you. I mean, I, I so one of the through lines that I love, and, and they they did a really good job of setting this up, which is the, the abandonment, you know, the, the yeah. abandonment issues, and, and especially by family. And uh, Billy and Daisy shared that together from yeah, very, very different did. ends of the spectrum, uh, which to me is like a really great character facet of the, the nature versus nurture, which is, is this something that you're born with? Does it matter if you are born into money? Does it matter if you have, you know, you live in LA or if you live in uh, Pittsburgh? Uh, no, it, it doesn't really matter it, because this goes back to the the love and nurturing of of your of your parents. You know the most important people in your lives from the time that you're born, and the fact that each one of them had experienced the rejection of of a parent uh, gave them common enemies right. <laughs> that they found in relationship with each other, and also the holes that that were inside of them that we we witness over the course of the series them trying to fill with drugs and alcohol and bad relationships trying to fill that hole and that that lack of love um that they then turn to each other and their relationship with each other is just as toxic as the drugs right, right. so uh it, and it cr- creates this really important and necessary creative tension between the two of them as lead singers and how, how much it works when they're on stage together and then how much it doesn't when they are not on stage together. Right. And, and then the, um, the, 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 the sort of love triangle then that's introduced with Camilla when uh, as the girlfriend from the get go, and then Daisy of course is introduced after she's already around. And then as they eventually get married and have their daughter, uh, Camilla and Billy, the the increased uh, unrequited denied love from Daisy to Billy, Billy's true love of her, but denying because of Camilla, who he loves, but he's not in love with, and uh, is is there sort of out of responsibility with his because he has a daughter, they have a child yeah. together, and the eventual. Um, I don't think that this is a spoiler, but like how that eventually becomes too much. It's the thing that, that causes the, the ultimate demise, which is uh, the, the, another one of the through lines, which is whenever you deny yourself the, the self-respect and self-love of following your true heart and stay with others out of obligation or make other choices out of, uh, trying to just fill up that emptiness inside of you, then you're never going to be happy. (laughs) You just won't. So my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So true. And I have some other feelings on that that we're going to dig into as we go along here. Yeah. Who who were your favorite characters? So (sighs) Daisy and Billy, of course. Yeah. So, you know, I just love all the characters in here. I really do. I loved every single person. I thought that they added to the whole series. And when I'm connected to the characters, 
then I'm just all in. That's what I'm there for because yeah. I love them. And I thought that the actors were each actor was so good. Every single one of them, all of them, the whole yeah. group. And it's interesting because with Billy and Daisy, their chemistry is so good. And I didn't really, I knew that they did certain reads, but I didn't know they, I, I've been hearing a lot about chemistry reads being done. And I had heard yes. that they did a chemistry read. And I guess Billy was the last one to be added into the cast. And so when they were, I think it was um, Riley and, and, the one who plays Camilla and it might've been Eddie. I can't remember, or maybe it was uh, Graham. They were there and Billy came in or uh, Sam came in to audition. And Riley said, that's him. That, that, that's who needs to play Billy. Yeah. And I think that they had done the chemistry reads and it just really worked. And I'm like, Oh, Oh yeah, it really worked. Yeah. You guys were so good. I believed, and I believe both of them that they were in the seventies. They just had everything, so perfect about it. Now that I see Sam in his regular look, he looks nothing like Billy. I'm like, you yeah. don't look anything like the character. I like Billy. I like Billy. Yeah. I'm not sure, Sam, I appreciate you. But Sam is so different than Billy. That just goes to show you what a great um, portrayal this was. But yeah, back to this actual show. I agree with you in that they both had uh, these similarities between them. They both had the parents that they had issues with. They both had drug and alcohol abuse because of it, but they also had their love of music. They also had their ambition. They also had um, their writing together and they yes. really, really bonded together. And I think that is what, you know, really pushed them together in so many instances. What we see them go through, I think is the right path. And I'll, again, I'll touch on it toward the end. But I also think that that dynamic between Camilla, Daisy, and Billy is hard because Camilla is so freaking amazing. It's like you want to almost like not like her so that you want him to be with Daisy. But it's hard because Camilla is this great person. She's an amazing wife, a mother, a, a friend to to every, you know, yeah. to everybody. She's almost like the sound of reason and stability. And I did think about that for a moment because... She does have a family that is really supportive. She has a mother and a father and I think some siblings and that are there for her that tell her in the beginning when she's ready to take off to follow Billy to L.A., Los yeah. Angeles, you know, we're your family. We're here for you. And I think her, she tells her mother, yeah, but you left your family. Yeah, for, that was a great line. Life. That was so, a great line. But the whole point is she is grounded. Camilla is grounded and everybody else needs that. And she's always the one to bring light to them and to understand in certain things where she tells um, Daisy, we're your family. We're here for you. We take care of each other. And you're a part of that now. And she's had to shake Billy a couple of times throughout the series. Like, you know, get it together, man. You know, yeah. this is, you know, this is the way it is. And then she also tells Graham, you've been in love with Karen this whole time. It's like, go make your move, buddy. So I love that she's the one that's always there for everybody and, you know, egging them on and pushing them forward and being a great support system for well, all of them. And this is the irony, right? Which is, um, Billy probably would not be alive without Camilla. Right. He, he, he would have, he would have probably overdosed or something like that. Right. But uh, Daisy would not be alive without Billy, 
who wouldn't be alive without Camilla. Yeah. So, so, and, and it, so that, that's part of the triangle, right? Which is all of that tension. And you know what I thought was, was brilliantly done in this series, which is Camilla is her profession as a photographer. Mm-hmm. And so she's always on the outside looking in. She's True. always looking through the lens of, of on the outside. And I thought that that was such a nice, a nice way to help support her perspective because uh, a lot of the really important scenes that we, that we see to kind of bridge are through her eyes, right? It's, it's her looking in at the experience and how, how she, it's obvious and she can see that Billy is in love with Daisy and she makes it really clear that if you're in love with her, then we're done. Like that's it. I'm done. So Billy, Billy made that choice as hard as it was and, you know, which I think is, is part of that. Like, it's never easy to choose you, but it is a choice, you know, like you, you can choose, uh, your path and, right. and it, and it can be the, the noble one. It can be the, the one that's full of desire. It can be the one that is selfish. And we see that thread throughout, right. As we, as we look at the relationship with Karen and her pregnancy, that she yeah. ultimately makes a decision that affects also her relationship with um, Graham. She with? with Graham, uh, that ultimately affects her relationship with that. That was another choice. So, so this this is also the through line of ch- what are you going to choose? Because it has implications on, and that's life. That's that's real life. That, yeah. that, that's something that, that we as all humans can identify with because we're exactly. faced with choices large and small every single right. day. Absolutely. Yeah. I um, really appreciated all the women connecting here too, because we haven't talked about yeah. Simone yet, but Daisy and Simone, their friendship um, at the beginning and how Daisy supported Simone and said, you know, go for this. And she encouraged her to get with Bernie and, yeah just and go to New York and and just live her life. And then when Simone had to come go to Greece to find Daisy and figure that all out, and then they had that rift because of what she said, only because her dumb husband at the time said, stupid "Ah." Nikki, yes, (laughs) said what he said. Anyway, but uh, back to these women. So they really support each other. And same thing with with um, Daisy, Camilla and Karen. Yeah. They, they, you just see them interchangeably being there for one another for one reason or, or another. Like when Daisy was going to record for the first time with Billy, and the guys were all standing there, and Karen pushes them out and then and closes the door and smiles at her. She's like, you know, I got you, I got your back. And then yeah. when Karen was um, deciding not to keep the baby, Camilla was there to yeah. be with her. So all I love these women and that they're there for each other. I love that they, that this was written by a woman, the the actual story. And, and I'm sure it was on the page like this too. I have to go back and read the book, but I just love all of that. I just thought that that was something that I wanted to mention because I just yeah. thought the relationships were really nice. And also the two brothers, mm-hmm. they, with all the competition, everything that, uh, you know, the ambition, everything that goes on between them. It, it really wasn't with those two. Thank goodness. They were really brothers. They yeah. supported each other uh, very much in this. So I thought that that was cool. And yep. yeah. Well, it, and um, it was funny after episode one, the first thing I wrote down as I was taking notes is, oh, this is a series about family of choice versus family of biology. 
this is this yeah. is um and i and i so love that that storyline right because it does have to be about relationships and commitment and uh that's why the relationships between the women were so important to see that that they became each other's family yeah they because did. they they chose that for them it was not about their biological family who were awful to them by the way and why is it that our oftentimes our our family of biology are the most cruel and cause the most damage to us so why is that that that's a, another thing to think about right in our own lives which is m- most of the relationships that we have that stand the test of time that are positive and generative are our family of choice so yeah. it's it's really important to to celebrate those relationships. And and there was another scene um, between Billy and Teddy when he was in the hospital after he had his heart attack that he went in and, and he, he said to him, you're my, you're my family. I, I, yeah, he did. I I care about you. So, so I, I love that this is, this is exploring that relationship. And even between Billy and Graham, although they were family of biology, they, they chose to stay in that relationship to each, with each other, even though at the end you could see that the envy with Graham took over with his relationship, you know? So interesting that like, where was that coming from? And that's a real life scenario and not putting, putting the band thing aside, jealousy, sibling jealousy is a real thing. Yes, truly (laughs) is. It, It very much is. Yeah. There was so much ambition, so much love and so much music in this whole series. And I did want to touch upon a little bit about that ambition because I did see it in different people here because I saw it with Karen really denying her relationship with Graham in the end because she had her own ambition. She wanted to be a rock star. She wanted to tour. And she actually... I'm getting ahead of myself because I know we're going to talk about the final final, um, episode, but I just want to put this out there first was that she... Um, she did love him. She does love Graham. Yeah. But her ambition just was a, a little tiny bit higher for her with their relationship. But I yeah. loved seeing their whole relationship progress during the whole thing when he was first after her and then she wasn't. And then he got a girlfriend and then she was a little bit jealous and she's like, hey, wait. And then, then she went with him and then she was hiding it for a long time because she didn't want the stigma that went with a woman being in the band because it's hard to be a woman in a band. Nobody would let yeah. you be yeah. in a Baroque band. And so she finally was, and she didn't want it to say, oh, because you're with the brother and da da da. Anyway, yeah. so I love seeing that progress with them. And then finally they reveal it because people are saying, well, you're, you haven't been with anybody or, you know, yeah, thinking that he was gay. That. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 he's with me. And so I loved seeing that whole thing. And then we, you know, as we we'll get to it in the ending, but we saw her ambition. We saw Simone's ambition and her struggle with what is more important. Is it, is it my love or is it my music? Yeah. And then with Eddie, his ambition and his jealousy, which we're going to get to in the end. And um, I do want to say, as far as the music's concerned, I was really impressed with all the actors and their musicality. We had talked about the band camp. They went to band camp three months, and then they it was during COVID, so it was like a year and a half. But they yeah. had they were able to play their own instruments, and then they came back and did three months of band camp again. So they were re- it was really coming through. Like, oh, I do want to say something. I do have a friend that thought the the band was real band that this was based on a real band. It was just a documentary. 
And so when I told her it wasn't, she was, she was, oh my gosh, I can't believe I thought that. But then I heard a lot of people. So it wasn't just her, a lot of people out there thought this was a real story about a real, I mean, yes, it's loosely based on Fleetwood Mac, but it's not a real story. It's just um, pieces that are pieced about it. So I just thought that that was um, just really cool. I just think that they're really talented actors. And I think that they're I, I'm hoping that they go on tour and that I can see yeah. about. I mean, that, there's rumors about that, right? There like, is a rumor. We're looking at going on tour. Yeah, there is a rumor. All right. So let's get to the last episode. Um, it was called uh, Episode 10, Rock and Roll Suicide. And a lot is revealed here. Yeah. The episode follows the band's final performance in Chicago, October 4th, 1977, as well as addressing the band's current lives and present day and and who is behind that documentary camera, which was shocking or interesting, intriguing. And I just really loved seeing their final performance and learning why it was their final one and how that was intercut with the earlier scenes in the day and also with the present. I just thought that that was great storytelling in just this one episode because we were able to see reactions, perspectives, and what really happened. So tell me what stood out to you in this? Um, I thought that it was like the the moment of heartbreak at the end when Daisy released Billy to go run after Camilla. That, that was like, I, you knew it was the end. Yeah. You, you just knew because she finally was like, this is never going to happen. I can't do this anymore. I need to release this and let him go. Like if you love something, set it free. Right. I mean, that that was a a literal interpretation of that. I think that calling her mom, something happened in that for her, Mm. I think, because she was spiraling, drinking and everything else, because that's when Camilla confronted Billy. And then, um, you know, Billy saying, I'm never going to leave her. And so all these different things are happening within this episode. And so I think when calling her mom and realize and taking some control back by telling her mom, you want to hear my voice again, listen to the radio. I think she took some control back. And then when they were on stage seeing Billy drinking, which she hadn't experienced that before. She wasn't, the band had because they had, you know, been That's right. She met him after he got back from rehab. Yeah. So she had a different Billy the whole time. She had a sober Billy. And so now he was... And I noticed on stage, I'm like, man, he's, don't get so close. Well, Camilla's going to see you. Don't do it. Because I didn't want him to jeopardize his relationship with Camilla either, right? Even though I want him to be with Daisy, I don't want him to be with Daisy. That's the thing. You do, you don't, whatever. Yeah. Ultimately, I feel, though, that she had told him, I don't want to be broken. When he says, oh, we can be broken together. And she said, I don't want to be broken. And I think that really clicked in her. It was like, oh, this is the Billy that... I would get if we were together. And so we would be so toxic together that where would we end up? We'd both end up dead or horribly sad or awful. So earlier when you were talking about making choices and everything, really, I do think this was both their path. They needed to do this. They needed to have all of this, have this fame, have this money, have all of this that they wanted, but really their lives needed to go the, the the route that they did. I think Billy really needed to be with Camilla, raise yeah. his daughter. He he realized in this too that that was the love of his life, which he tells his daughter 
Yeah. She was the love of my life. And I think it really was. I just think he was so infatuated with their onstage chemistry. And so if he had gone that route, I think they would have, well, you know, crashed and burned maybe. Yeah. It would not maybe it would have. I mean, yeah. And like you said, it, it, they, needed each other. You know, that saying, um, people come into your lives for a reason or sometimes a season, you know? So, yeah. so that the, they needed each other in their lives because they both, uh, when Daisy came into Billy's life, he was sober and she was broken when, when finally, and she saw him as like a, a beacon of, of hope in that way. Like she, them together gave her confidence uh, that she could do this, that her songs were great, that her writing was worthy, that right. she, that she was, um, she could accomplish something as a person yet that they had to learn the lessons of filling all of those, em- the emptiness inside of them with bad relationships, with drugs, with alcohol, with, with poor choices. And it wasn't until that very end, like you said, when, she started to reclaim. She chose herself. <laughs> like she did. She, she said, oh my God, I'm not going to let my mom have this control over me. I'm going to tell her to F off and took re- reclaimed that part of herself. Yes, she that, did. That had been victimized and chose her in that moment. In, in that same way that when her releasing Billy to go after Camilla, she saw him broken and said, I need to be this for you. Mm-hmm. I know that this is the right choice mm-hmm. and you need to go do this. So in a lot of ways, that was an act of true love, right? It be- was. Be- because because that's the ultimate sacrifice is, is letting him go choose and be in that relationship, which was the right choice because she was her his grounding force and, and they had a family. And he needs he needs Camilla in that way to bring out the best in him to serve as that anchor of sobriety for him because Daisy and Billy together would have been a death trap, right? Yeah. Like they, they never would have made it out alive. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I, I loved how it, it was the natural running of the course of things once they were yeah. able to learn that lesson. And mm-hmm. like, I, I wrote <laughs> so many, so many questions came up for me as I was watching this, um, especially episode 10, because these are taken at the end, end of my notes. Like, is is it always choose love or choose death? Like, can we help betraying the ones that we love? Are people destined to make bad choices? <laughs> you know, like, and then the end lesson, which is find someone who lifts you up. That's real love. You yeah. Know? It's, and, and it's all good until it's not. But in the end, love is all that matters. Yeah. So true. Oh my gosh. Wow. Great series. Yeah, it was a really great series. I really, oh, there's so much more we could say, but, you know, go watch yeah. the series, everybody. Okay, so do you have any, um, I just love how it tied up everybody's piece, though. I love that yeah. on the bus when everybody was going their separate ways and figuring that out. I, I don't want to leave without just mentioning Timothy Oliafont, yes. who plays their manager, or the tour yeah. manager. Uh huh. I love him, first of all, as an actor. Yes. Just, I'm a huge fan of his, like, Justified was one of my favorite series. We have a saying in our house. Every we like Justified is the series that we compare all other series to. We're ah. just like, ah. we're like, ah, how'd you like the series? Like, 
it's no justified. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of his, but I, I love like in the beginning of this last episode where he said, if, if, if you would have told me when I woke up this morning that today would have been the last day, I would have laughed in your face. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's how quickly things can change. Right. It does. (laughs) <laughs> oh man, because everybody just had everything. I just loved it because I loved when they were on the stage and you saw like Eddie had his black eye and and Karen and Graham were like looking at each other funny and it just all of that was happening. You're like, and then we get to learn why all of that was. And then we learned Simone helping um, Daisy get to, after talking to Teddy, getting, you know, him to... Um, yeah getting her to rehab and just all of that and him finding, you know, running back to Camilla and then just all of that. And then that's when we learned about the camera and it's really his daughter and all of that. Yeah. So just that whole episode was so done. And and like you, and did we even say about what the, what she showed? I don't think we even got to, which is the no. best part, which where the daughter shows both Billy and Daisy the very end footage where she says, I want Billy to call Daisy and I want Daisy to answer that call. And yeah. then, of course, we see Billy go to her house, knock on the door. She opens it and she and he just looks at her. Oh, my God. And she just looks at him and she smiles. And I'm like, this is so perfect. Perfect. Well, and it I leaves it right because you're like. Oh my God! Is now their time? Is is this is this like yeah. because Camilla's not in the picture exactly. anymore? Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh! And it Could was it... okayed by Camilla. So, yeah. oh man. Okay. So, any last words about this? I, I think we covered it. Oh, and a shout out to the wardrobe person, yeah. like whoever yeah, yeah. the wardrobe crew was. I was like, I just bought like a month ago a macrame uh, like bathing suit cover up, and so I would wear probably everything if I if I had. If I had the bod for it, man, I'd be wearing everything that those people were wearing right now. And maybe oh, it's just because 70s cyclical is coming back here in what, 2023, but fantastic job. I've never yeah. not loved it. Just FYI, I do. I love all of that, all of that texture. And I just love all of it. So I'm so glad yeah. it's coming back. I, I had written down a note. I love the details, the wardrobe, the feel, the iconic ven- venues that they went to. They went to the Troubadour. They recorded at Sound oh, City yeah. where Rumors album was was recorded. The Whiskey um, A Go-Go. The, yeah. The um, guitar strap that uh, Daisy wore it was the same style and color that Elvis wore in one yeah. of his tours. Uh, there was a jacket that um, Riley wanted to wear. It was a share jacket, and they wardrobe made it for her. There was a bracelet of Stevie Nicks that they recreated. Uh, the song "Regret Me" is based on Fleetwood Mac's "Silver Springs," not uh, it basically in the concept of women's right to be angry. So there yeah. was just all these things that added to the whole vibe of everything, which I totally loved. I'm just sad it's over. I'm getting the vinyl and season two is not ruled out and we were hoping for a tour. So that's yep. what we have to say about Daisy Jones and the six. Yep. All right. Do you have any other TV show recommendations? Oh boy. I have many. Um, Shrinking is on Apple TV. We love that. Uh, we're watching the Mandalorian um, on Disney plus, which we Me also too. love. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm sure I have many more, but those two, I would, I would highly recommend shrinking. Yeah. I watch shrinking also and I love it. I just think it's a great ensemble cast. It's funny. I love Harrison Ford and I love everybody in it. All the characters, 
all yeah. the other characters in there. They're so good. I just, please go watch that. That's really well done. Night Agent on Netflix is it's oh, a good yes. action thriller. I really like the characters in that. I didn't know them. So I think that they're really good. I just last night finished Beef on Netflix. Oh okay. my God, you guys. Don't don't reveal because I'm, I'm like I two won't. episodes away from the end. Oh gosh. I'm going to tell you that episode 10 is so good and the ending is so good so you're gonna have to tell me text me your reaction okay (laughs) or email me whatever because it's i i just watched it last night it's so it's crazy like in the first couple episodes i didn't know if i was gonna hang with it i'm like i don't know if i could deal with these These people are crazy i know you know on steroids and then it just gets more and more tangledly crazy yes yes (laughs) And I love Stephen Yun because he was Glenn on The Walking Dead and so many things, Minari and Nope and everything else. So I love him. Yeah. I'm also watching Tiny Beautiful Things on Hulu with Katherine Hahn. It's really good. This is a Reese Witherspoon and um, Laura Dern produced this. It's based on Cheryl Strayed, her essays and being a advice columnist. So little bits of her are put into this. It's really well done. On my so, list. Yeah. And then Schmigadoon season two on Apple TV. It's a fun musical comedy with Keegan-Michael Key and Cecily Strong and Ariana DeBose. And uh, in season two, they go to Chicago. So if you love musicals, please (laughs) check this out. They're funny. Like, I think they are so funny and I'm really enjoying it. So I hope it's better than season one, which we stopped watching after oh, you about did. five I loved it. episodes. <laughs> you have to watch I was the rest like, of it. I don't know if I can get through this, but maybe it's a Shit's Creek thing. <laughs> I really liked it. It was good. Yeah, I got through it. And once you get to it, you'll... Anyway, I'm not going to give any more away. Okay. All right. For more TV and movie recommendations, please go to my blog at screensandfocus.com. I just put out a recent blog for 50 plus TV and movie recommendations. So please check it out. I encourage you to check out my weekly Facebook lives on what to watch this week. Courtney, again, thank you. I love it. I love you being on. Love coming on. Thank you for having me as your special and hopefully reoccurring guest. Yes. Anytime. <laughs> anytime. I lo- I honestly love talking with you. I do. I just Likewise. Yeah. So it's always so much fun. So thank you. All righty. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in. We hope something that we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our website, screensandfocus.com and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. You can find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.